0: And that's it. Happy Sabbath. How many of you guys are happy to be here? Raise your hand. If you're very, very happy to be here, raise both of your hands. Amen? Amen. All right. If you're visiting, we welcome you. We've been here in this new church for about two months now. We moved in first Sabbath of October, so how many months is that? Is that three, three months? Yeah. couple announcements. Number one, um, we have a, well, we had a Bible reading group. So there are a bunch of us who uh, read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, um, and what we do is in our group thread, We after you read it for the day and you check mark it, we use, a, we use an app on our phone. Um, so that group, um, a lot of people have been um, kind of behind and they are catching up this December and um, all of us who read the Bible, what they're going to do is uh, we're going to have a celebration, dinner, and at the dinner, everyone's getting a water bottle. Not just a regular aluminum water bottle, insulated, beautiful church logo. Uh, Honey, why don't you show everyone what everyone's getting? It's a first edition of Loma Linda Church water bottle. Uh, They're going to all get it. Uh, If you want to sign up for next year, please let me know. Uh, What we're going to do next year is actually slightly different. because we had a lot of people um, always kind of like trying to catch up. So we're going to have every month, uh, January, February, whatever, every, each month uh, you'll be able to sign up and do it. And if you miss a month, it's okay. You can do the following month. So we're going to have another Bible reading group starting January 1st. Um, second thing is I just want to, um, I know that um, um, Elder Lee, family is having a celebration tomorrow. So if you're here for uh, Elder Lee's birthday celebration, can you guys all raise your hand? I know you guys all grew up here in Loma Linda Church. So let's give them a hand. We welcome you. Welcome back to your home church. So let's go to the Bible. Luke chapter 13, verses 6 through 9. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree, and haven't found any. Cut it down, why should it use up the soil? Verse 8, Sir, the man replied, Leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all these people. Lord, this is the last Sabbath of 2018. Lord, as we close this year, Lord, I pray that you receive this worship from us. Now, Lord, as we open the Bible, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. Another year has almost gone and we are on the brink of another. What kind of year did you have in 2018? How was your, how was your year? If we had this, uh, if you rated this year uh, from one out of ten, how would you rate 2018? In the scale of a one through 10, how would you rate it? Maybe you would give 2018 an eight or nine. In other words, it was a really good year. It was a good year because you had success in your business, a good year at work, at school good family relationships, new friendships, or maybe this year you had a girlfriend or boyfriend. It's a really good year. Like eight out, of, 8 out of 10, right? That would be a good year. Or 9 out of 10. Personally, 2018 was a great year for me because my first daughter graduated from high school and went to college. I know, I look way too young to have a college girl. Not only that, as you can see, our church building was done and we moved into this new campus. And just last week, we had a vacation and I I haven't had a vacation for a long time, so that was a big deal. So for me, certainly, 9 out of 10. Okay? 9 out of 10. But I'm sure not everyone had 9 or 10 years in 2018. Maybe you had a bad year. Maybe you didn't do too well in school or you didn't perform well at work. Maybe you broke up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Maybe some business deals didn't go as expected or you had some health issues or your family had gone through some challenges Maybe some relationships have turned sour or you or your loved ones lost a home in a fire. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Maybe the year included tragedy, sickness, loss of friends, marriage problems, the kids were just impossible, even a death in your family. Two out of ten. Just a dreadful year. Or maybe you would give 2018 5 out of 10. It was just another year, pretty much the same as other years. Uh, nothing very exciting happened. In fact, it was kind of a dull and dreary, just getting up, going to work, uh, coming home, going to bed, and then doing the same thing again and over and over what would you give 2018? Reflecting back, how would you rate your year? Many things which happened in 2018 could have been out of your control. Okay, Many tragedies and problems can be completely out of your hands. However, what about the things which were under your control? The things you could have done Your spiritual life, for example. Your endeavor of becoming a Christ-like person. How would you rate that? Isn't that more important? Our spiritual journey and my spiritual journey. Isn't that more important than all our success in life? So how would you rate your endeavor to become like Christ? If you were able to have some part of the year over again, how would you have behaved differently? Would you have shown more understanding, cared more, been more patient, less critical, been more supportive and helpful? As I reflect, man, certainly there are many things that I wish I would have done differently. More patient with the kids, more helpful for my wife, more connected with some church members, kinder with some people, and wiser in certain situations. So, how about your relationship with God this year? Did your relationship with God flourish and grow during 2018? Or did it just hover in much the same place as it did previous year? Or perhaps it even went backwards. As you prayed less, got involved less with the church, attended a small group less, heard less from God through his word. Maybe, maybe God didn't have a big part to play in your life during this past year. Somehow he just slipped through into the backwards. into the background. As we stand on the threshold of another year, Jesus tells us a parable. It's brief, but the point is very clear. Listen, Jesus says, and he goes, a man has three-year-old fig tree in his vineyard. Apparently, it was common for a vineyard to have an apple tree or a fig tree. One day, he goes to have some figs, but he says the fig tree had no fruit at all. So he calls the gardener, hey, how come this one has no, still doesn't have any fruit? Cut it down. Cut it down. It's taking up space and soil. It is useless. You know, Jesus got it right. Why should that tree remain standing? Why should it keep taking up place? using up the goodness of the soil if it's serving no purpose at all? You see, as we listen to Jesus' story today, we know Jesus isn't just talking about a fig tree. He's talking about you and me. He's talking about you and me at the brink of this new year as we reflect upon this year 2018. we are led to ask ourselves, am I bearing fruit? I keep sucking up the nutrients of the soil in which I've been planted. I've been blessed by God and I've been blessed by God's people. It's such a privilege and a blessing to be planted right here in my life. But am I producing fruit? When am I going to show some kind of fruit to match the years that I've been standing in God's garden and all the opportunities I've been given? Loma Linda Church and all the visitors, all of us must bear fruit or we will perish. God requires us to bear fruit. Jesus repeated this point, not just here in this passage, but over and over throughout the Bible. The bridegroom is coming back and you'll need to have oil prepared to keep your lamp lit. Bearing fruit here is having the oil. You're a seed, plant, you're a seed planted. Is it in the thorny bush? Is it in the rocky soil? Because you are planted to grow. And bear fruit. Jesus taught that the master is coming back and he will want to know the fruit of our talents that we have been received. Is it doubled or tripled or is it buried? All of us must bear fruit. You know, it is easy for us to think that, God, I'm so thankful for your mercy and grace. Now I'm going to go live my life. No. Jesus will come back, and when he returns, he will expect some fruit. From today's passage, we need to understand that point. Jesus expects us to bear fruit. He came seeking fruit after the the, the warning. Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. That's actually verse verse 5. Okay. Then in verse 6, Jesus uses parable to illustrate principles of God's judgment. God looks for fruit. Unless you bear fruit, you will be cut down. You will be cast out. Loma Linda Church, and all the guests. How many years? How many years have you been attending church? This fig tree was growing for three years. This means it had reached its maturity to bear fruit. However, the tree failed to serve its purpose. The tree had one purpose, and one purpose only, to bear fruit. So the master said, cut it down. As the unfruitful vineyard is dismantled, so the unfruitful trees in the vineyard should be cast out. But then, okay, everyone listen. But then, something beautiful happens. Something beautiful happens. Check this out, verse 8. Jesus takes a breath and continues with the story, okay? Then he says, Then Gardner said, Sir, leave it alone for another year. Okay, this is when you say amen. Amen? He says, leave it alone for another year. That's actually not the beautiful part, okay? Okay? It's good, I know. It's good too, but there's, here comes the climax of this passage. Then the gardener pleads, and the gardener says, I'll dig around it and fertilize it. Yes, again, this is where you say amen. Everyone underline this, okay? I'll dig around it and fertilize it. This is a a message. This is a message of judgment, but judgment in Jesus is always together with grace. Here is a parable at one and the same time lit by grace and close packed with judgment. I'm going to cut it down, and then right away after is, leave it alone for another year because I'm going to dig around it and fertilize it. Please, one more year, I'll work with it and nourish it. And with that, Jesus ends his story of the fig tree, just leaving his listeners to ponder the generosity, the patience, and the grace of the gardener. You know, to be honest, for those of you who know me, to be honest, I want this lesson to be harsh. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that tree is not bearing fruit? Bro, bro, cut it down. Okay? It's useless. Cut it down. And the lesson is clear. God will cut down any tree which does not bear fruit. It's in the Bible. You better shape up. Are you useful to God or are you useless? Because if you are, he will cut you down. So next year, I better see better you, the new you. You know what I mean? Oh, I like that lesson way better. It's like you see God going, cut it down. But we're struck by the words of the gardener when it says, leave it alone. By the way, the word used by Jesus here also means forgive. Leave it alone means forgive. The listeners know now that Jesus wasn't simply telling a story about a fig tree, but he was talking about God and the way he forgives the way he forgives forgives us even though we don't deserve such generosity, kindness and grace. Loma Linda Church, you see, God has given us some wonderful soil for growth. He has planted us in this beautiful place, in this, in this blessing. Man, all of us in Loma Linda Church, we are so blessed. How can every family in this church, like at least one person has a doctoral degree? You know what I'm saying? How is it possible for every student in our campus ministry, where, where are the students? Are they all gone this week? Everyone in our campus ministry, all of them are great students. All of them, they're so good. They're so nice. All of them are multi talented. All of them are so good looking. It's weird why they can't get married. I'm sorry. That was mean. Man, whenever I see all the children who come out during children's story, I'm, I'm looking at them like all our children are so smart and they're so cute. They're born into such blessings. But no in the church. God never blesses people for their own sake. God blesses them so that they can be a blessing to others. God never blesses people for their own sake. God blesses them so that they can be a blessing to others. Never was a generation interested with so much as ours. And therefore, never was a generation so answerable to God. We occupy valuable space in the garden. You're so blessed, that means God puts you in a very great spot with the wonderful soil around it. How can we not bear fruit? The soil is rich and our roots are there and the owner of the garden is looking for fruit so everyone how's the year end reflection for you we know all too well what has happened in the past we're not we're no saints nobody here we've had the arguments with our spouses siblings friends and our coworkers we've struggled with the inability to be generous when it comes to forgiveness and reconciliation. We have the lack of gratitude to our parents and we have the the disrespect to our children. Also, many of us still, many of us still take advantage of our God, our church, and our soil. But Jesus is willing. He's going to dig around me, turn over the soil, add some fertilizer, show us some, some TLC, know what I mean? For it to grow, for me to grow and bear fruit. Okay, everyone, tell Jesus, Lord, Dig around me. Okay, go ahead, say it. Everyone, together. One, two, three. Lord, dig around me. Turn me into an abundant blessings to others. Listen to what Jesus said in John chapter uh, chapter 15 verse 5. Those who remain in me and I in them will bear much fruit for you can do nothing apart from me. The key is to be connected to Jesus. He's the one who can enable us to be what we ought to be. We need him to help our branches to bear fruit. Without him, we'll rate each year that passes below five out of ten. Solomon in the church, invite Jesus into your life. Put him in the center of your life. One of the greatest mistakes many Christians make is that we have Jesus in our lives, but on the side, not in the center. We have given life to Jesus, but a part of our life and not the whole life. We love Jesus but he's not the Lord or the Master. The parable about the fig tree makes it quite clear that we must ask one question today. Do you have fruit? The way I understand the fruit we bear has always been the same, right? We're talking about the spiritual fruit, and the Bible talks about The spiritual fruit. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 23, 22, 23, it talks about the fruit of the spirit. It's love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Love obviously is like chocolate covered strawberry. Joy is like mango, peace is like apple. I don't know why. Long-suffering or patience is like durian. If you ever smell durian, you know what I'm talking about. Kindness, pineapple, of course. Goodness, peach, which is my favorite fruit. Faithfulness, orange, gentleness, Korean pear. Self-control, Brussels sprouts. I know it's a vegetable. You know, my family told me, I didn't even ask them, but my family told me last night that I need to work on patience and gentleness. I wasn't even talking, we weren't even talking about what I was going to talk about today's sermon. I wrote this on Thursday. And last night, last night, one of my daughters told me, Dad, you know what? You need to work on kindness, gentleness. And she said, you lack peace and i was like what (laughs) i lack peace and 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 she goes yeah mom's all about peace not you (laughs) wow it was very difficult because it was very difficult not to get upset with her because i wanted to be kinder you know what i mean Let's do this, Loma Linda Church and all the guests. Let us invite Jesus to dig around us and fertilize us so that we can grow, so that we can bear fruit. Here's a very very important question, very good question. How do I know whether I have fruit or not? How do I know? In Loma Linda, nobody goes to orange tree and you wonder, hmm, I wonder if this orange tree has fruit. Because any orange tree you see in December, you go out there, you can tell whether this tree is fruitful or not because there are oranges all over the tree. If you have fruit, all the people around you will see it. It will be obvious. Others will see it and they will enjoy it. Also, if you have family like mine, they'll just tell you whether you are bearing fruit or not. If you wonder if you really wonder right now, like, oh, do, do, I really, do I really have fruit? Maybe you don't have any fruit. I'm sorry. Don't get mad at me, okay? But if you really have to wonder, then maybe you don't have any fruit. You have hope, though. Jesus wants to... Dig around you. He wants to make you abundant. He wants to make you a blessing. You see how I'm using the word abundance and blessing? Well, Jesus used the word fertilize, okay? He wants to fertilize you. It sounds really weird, okay? So maybe we can use another word. Jesus wants to turn you into blessing. The point here is he wants you to become a blessing to others. Ask yourself if other people around me are enjoying my fruit. Ask yourself if God is enjoying my fruit. As we close another year, Loma Linda Church, and in all the guests, may your prayers be, Lord, dig around me. Lord, make me abundant. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your presence in our lives. Thank you so much for everyone here, Lord. And I know that all of us, to you, we're just fig trees. And you're just trying to see if we can bear fruit. Lord, thank you so much for your grace and mercy. Thank you that you do not just chop us down but you want to dig around us and you want to fertilize us and you want to turn us into a fruitful tree, making us abundant, making us a blessing for others. So Father, continue to work within us because we want to be a blessing to all the people around us. In Jesus' name, amen.